Magandang araw mga kabayan! Welcome to Today with Tatay Echo. Samahan niyo ako sa ilang minutong kumustahan at pakikipanayam sa mga katulad nating migrante mula sa iba't ibang panig ng mundo. Hanapin natin ang mabuti sa isang mundong balot ng pag-aalinlangan at hamon ng buhay, lalo na sa ganitong mga panahon ng pagbabago. Sa pamamagitan ng paglalahad ng mga katanasan ng mga kapwa natin OFWs. Join us as we meet regular Filipinos like you and me who are trying to find their place in this world and see goodness beyond the challenges of daily life as migrant workers overseas or now as balikbayan. Ako si Tatay Eko at ito ang Today with Tatay Eko. Magandang araw mga kabayan, join me in welcoming our guest for today. He has more than four years of experience in managing enterprise resource planning software specifically focused on real estate management. Prior to Singapore, he was working in a consulting company and has successfully delivered three full-cycle implementations for three of the largest real estate companies in the Philippines. Friends, help me welcome Mr. Mark Katigba. Hi, Mark. Hello, good morning, Tatay Elko. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for saying yes to the interview. Maraming salamat for joining us for today. So, siguro, let's just dive into the questions immediately. Paano ka naging OFW at kailan mo nasabi sa sarili mong handa ka nang maging OFW? Actually, it was really a surprise for me on how I became an OFW. Happened to finish my project. And I think one month after my project, someone just randomly messaged me from LinkedIn. And it came as a surprise for me because I was already three years working in that consultant company. And I thought that it might be time for me to look for another job. So it happened that they were looking for a very particular skill set, which I happened to have. I got to do the interview on that week and I was also hired during that week. Wow. And they had me to start as soon as possible. So for me, it's really a blessing It really came out of nowhere. So I know that God is really working behind the scenes. I can say maybe that I actually just became an OFW uh, this year because I finally sent my first Balikbayan box. <laughs> so when I was wrapping everything, buying stuff for my family, I really felt as an OFW. So that was my turning point for me when I can finally say I'm officially an OFW. Congratulations to you then. <laughs> so describe your you. first year overseas as a margin kasi sobrang bilis ng turn turnaround time, di ba? And how is it different now that you've been overseas for the past four years? Yeah, actually, first year being an overseas, I was really excited. I've always wanted to work abroad. I wanted to try living abroad. And it was really exciting for me. I was being exposed to a new culture, a new way of life. Uh, different values, different people, and I was really enjoying it. I really want to be away from my comfort zone. And I can say that during my first year as an overseas migrant, it really helped me grow as, a, as an individual, as a person in general. So how is it different? Maybe I think I'm still quite relatively new, so there isn't much difference. But I can say that I've become more mature. I've learned how to do things, a lot of things actually. I learned how to cook. I learned how to uh, try out new hobbies. I tried doing skateboarding. I 
also learned how to manage my bills and everything else. So what do you think pushed you to go overseas and continue with this? Because big dumating yung opportunity, but you jumped into the opportunity. Do you think you needed to get out of the Philippines to grow more as a person and professionally? Opportunities, well, the main factor really was to have financial independence. Because back then in the Philippines, I was still relying with my parents on how they were paying my rent, they were supporting me. So I can't really call myself as a man, knowing that I'm still depending on them. I really wanted to become fully independent. When this opportunity came out, it offered a relatively competitive salary. Uh, it was a no-brainer for me. I really had to accept, accept it. I believe that I can also still grow in the Philippines, but going out will really help me grow more as a person. As I've said, uh, I wanted to be away from my comfort zone. Because when you're in your comfort zone, you will stick to your old habits and routines. You won't really be thinking as much. But if you're placed in a new environment, in a new situation, a new circumstance, you are forced to think. And this is a big factor on contributing to your growth. So yes, I think I would have to say that if I wanted to grow more, I might have to go out of the Philippines to have this change of environment. So dahil ang bilis ng pagpunta mo sa Singapore, was there any adjustments to the cultural differences? And was there anyone who actually helped you along the way to do the adjustments? Adjusting to the cultural differences, I can say that not so much because personally, my, my attitude or my personality is I adapt based on who I am talking to, who I am dealing with. So mm-hmm. I naturally adjust my personality. So it wasn't really hard for me to adjust. But I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful for my housemates, first of all. Because when I came here, they really helped me settle down. They helped me how to register for a bank, how to get a mobile phone, how to, uh, where I can buy groceries, where I can buy pillows. So I'm really thankful for them. They really helped me settle down. They actually were also the ones who taught me how to cook. So yeah, there were people who helped me along the way and I was very happy to accept their help. And I also tried to return their favor as well. So now I can cook for them. I can help in the house. Adulting 101 ka na pala. That's very good. So, <laughs> balikan natin yung trabaho mo ngayon sa Singapore. So, what does your sure. average day look like? And what do you consider a good day? Okay. So, for this maybe, I will answer it pre-COVID and during COVID. So, sure. pre-COVID. <laughs> I can say very, I made a very good plan on how I would execute my day. I would wake up around 7 to 7.30 a.m., uh, prep up, then around 8.30 a.m., I would be already in the office. I would uh, get their complimentary. It would be how I start my work. Then I would start browsing on, start working, browsing on emails by 9 a.m. 9 to 12 a.m. is the most productive time, my pro- most productive time. So I really get all the work done already. I finish it already before lunch. When lunch hits, 12 to 1 p.m., I go to the gym. Uh, it's very near. Five-minute walk away from my office, I have a quick workout. Then 1 to 1.30, I eat around the hawker. 
And by 1.50 p.m., I would have already taken a shower and ready to continue the, next of, the rest of the day. 2 to 6 p.m., I would be done at work. So sometimes, I would, after work, I would just head home or there are sometimes I would want to go and skateboard. So I bring my skateboard actually to the office. Sometimes it's also how I go to work. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so very convenient. And I would skate around 7 to 9. Then I come home, uh, read some scriptures, and that's my day. So that's for the pre-COVID. I was really active. I was working a lot. And now with the COVID setup, I'm working from home. So actually, I haven't really adjusted my schedule when I work from home. Now, it's just work from home, 9 to 6. <laughs> Sometimes I cook, so that is the advantage. I can cook lunch, but I haven't been back to the gym ever since COVID started. But I occasionally do some push-ups and pull-ups. So I guess my, my next question would have to be, because of everything that's happening right now in your life, ano na yung pinakamalaking challenge na kinaharap mo? So far, bilang isang migrante. Actually, the biggest challenge would be quite the most common. Would, it would have to dealing with loneliness. Mm-hmm. Back in the Philippines, actually, there were a lot of people who were really close to me where I can go by myself. So my family is very near to me. I can go home. I can visit my brothers. I have a lot of friends here in the Philippines. But here in Singapore, actually, uh, it can be quite challenging. Although I have... A, some friends and acquaintances, they're also something, for example, maybe I cannot really open myself up to them so much because the relationship is still new. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that I cannot really share to them. But to deal with this loneliness, what I do is I actually try to make myself busy. Because what I find is that there are a lot of negative thoughts when you're not doing anything. Actually, you only feel lonely when you're not doing anything, when you have this idleness. So I try to really look for hobbies that I can do, try to make my day quite busy so that I won't have to deal with these negative thoughts. And But if they occasionally do, I always know that I can call my family. I actually call my brother a lot and talk to him because I can really open up to him. It's very important to have a way on dealing with these challenges you are facing. In my case, loneliness, I dealt with it by having a hobby and really just uh, communicating with your loved ones. So dahil sa mga nangyayari sa paligid natin ngayon during these trying times, what do you think keeps you doing what you do? For me, I believe that everything I have comes from God. So. I think I would approach this in a very Christian answer. As I shared, I know that coming here was not because of my talent, but because of God's grace. It really came out of nowhere. I didn't apply for it. So it's really a blessing. This life that I have, the strength that I have to face these challenges, these are all given by God. And I'm just really happy to be able to use my life to serve Him, to glorify Him. And before coming to this talk, actually, my intention was to speak in a way that I will be able to glorify Christ. So I don't really have anyone I'm supporting. Although I'm sending money back home, it's really just a bonus for my family. They, they can live without it. So I have to say that 
what really keeps me doing what I do would have to really be God because I just really want to pay him back. He is an, I see him as an investor. He has invested so much in me. He has given me a good life and I just really want to pay him back. Siguro moving forward, how do you think are you contributing to the larger society of Singapore where you're currently based? And what can our fellow Kababayans learn from your experience? If you want to have a visible or direct contribution to larger society, I think the best way would either one, join an organization or two, volunteer. So in that way, it's very visible and direct how you are playing a role in the country that you are serving. For me, I, I've been active in our company. I've actually the one who led our team building. So I conducted different vendors. I set up different meetings. I was the one in charge for our team building. And when I came here, I also had a plan in mind on how I would integrate myself to BCBP Singapore. I was a BCBP member in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And so far, I've been, I believe I've been active in contributing to uh, Singapore. I've been an MC in the anniversary. I've, I've also helped during our anniversary this year. And I also actually serve in the church, in Novena Church. I'm a projectionist. So I'm the one in charge of making the slides that people see during the Mass. Mm-hmm. I go Saturday in the church, practicing with the choir to know the timing, to type out the homily, the, to fix the slides that will be seen on the Sunday Mass. So yeah, uh, but actually one thing important to know is that even if you don't really have an organization or a volunteer, just being an overall a generally good person, you are already contributing as a whole. Because if you're a good person, you're a good brother, you're a good husband or good employee, uh, your vibes affect other people. So they will be influenced and you actually have a good effect on them, then you're, you're actually doing something good already in the world. So even just being a good person in itself can actually contribute as a whole. Sa palagay mo ba, bro, yung pagiging migrante ay para sa lahat? Um, I would like to believe that everyone can be a migrant worker, but there are more people who are more suited to it. For example, for me, maybe my personality type. I like being away from my comfort zone. I can stand being away from my family. Then I think my personality type is more suited to become a migrant worker. I actually enjoy being a migrant. I want to experience different cultures with different people, learn. But for example, maybe your personality, you cannot be away from your family for a very long time. Uh, you have troubles in dealing with loneliness. You want to be with your loved ones. It might be much harder for you. But for me, what I can say is just try it. Try it out first because you'll never know unless you try it. And I believe that we can change based on our circumstances. So if you're really forced to become a migrant, as it's the best option, then I think your personality, your attitude will can adapt and you'll be able to adjust. So for me, my answer is everyone can be a migrant worker, but there are some personality types that are more suited to it. But you should not say something before doing it. The gift of life, you're here to enjoy this journey. True. You want to grow yourself. If you don't try, you'll never go. So right now, at this point in your life, just four years overseas, you're starting to enjoy life overseas as an OFW. 
Naiisip mo pa din bang umuwi sa Pilipinas at least for good? I think at this point in time, I don't have thoughts yet about returning to the Philippines for good because my answer would have to depend based on my future partner. So right now, I haven't really thought of staying in the Philippines for good, but it is definitely one of the top options. I love the Philippines. My family is there. I'm accustomed to it. I like the culture and values. So it's really an option. But at this point in time, I want to maximize out the opportunity of being here in Singapore, being able to earn a lot of money. And Singapore being a good travel destination, you can travel easily to different countries. So I can see myself spending my 20s here for a while before going back to the Philippines. Siguro as a, as a closer for, for this interview, what can you share about Singapore for two people who want to consider it as a destination to migrate professionally and personally? And siguro advice na rin for those who want to become OFWs like you. For Singapore, I would have to say, for me, this is a utopia. Everything is convenient here. The transportation is very convenient. You don't really need to own a car. You can travel anywhere in Singapore in less than an hour. Everything is so detailed here. You won't get lost. The cost of living, some people, they say it's high, but I believe it's a matter of lifestyle. I act, I'm actually able to save a lot. Mm-hmm. Even they say that they, they have higher living expenses here. And what you can do is you can really just learn how to cook and eat hawker food because if you eat hawker at the hawker centers you just spend around five dollars actually the biggest expense that you will have will just be either rent so if you have it covered up then it will just be food then the rest it's really what you save so for me singapore is a utopia i want to stay here for long but you also have to know that people here are very logical they are left brain people. They are very analytical. So it's easy for them to feel inconvenience. They, they complain easily. You should watch out. Also, you should be aware of how your actions affect other people. But I think it's a good place to migrate professionally and personally. I like it here, very near to the Philippines. And if there's one advice I can give to those who want to become an OFW, is first is to know your why. Why do you want to become an OFW in the first place? Personally, my reason is for financial independence. So when I came here, the first thing that I did was actually to have a budget plan. How much of my salary would I save? And how much would I spend for each category, whether it be rent, food, shopping, etc. So, so far, I because I have a plan, I have a goal, I was able to do it. But if you don't, have a particular reason why, you, why you're saving money, you won't be able to save anything. Sure. So you should have a complete plan. If you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. Remember your why. And aside from money, which is what people usually say on why they want to become an OFW, I think another big reason is you want to enjoy life. You want to grow. You want to experience new things. So just be open to those experiences. You don't have to become too hard on yourself that you'll just save everything. There are many ways on how you can go as a person. You won't have to involve a lot of money. So for me, I took a hobby, skateboarding. It's something that uh, doesn't cost money. And I thought I 
I had a hard time doing in the Philippines because I was scared of how I will be judged by other people. But here in Singapore, nobody knows me. So even if I'm a beginner, I'm so afraid. <laughs> so perfect. So yeah, my advice, know your why. Why do you want to become an OFW? And just be consistent about it. Maraming salamat, Mark, for sharing your insights and your life ngayong araw na ito. I, we greatly appreciate the fact that you decided to be part of Season 3. Maraming salamat uh, for your time. And uh, we hope that you enjoy being an OFW while you're there in Singapore. Thank you, Tata Eko. It was an honor to be interviewed by you. Maraming salamat. We, we greatly appreciate this opportunity. So, ingat ka dyan and please stay safe. And don't be a stranger, lalo na pag umuwi ka dito sa Pilipinas. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maraming salamat sa ating guest, Mr. Mark Katigbak. Continue to have a good time overseas. And we wish you great success in all of your plans. Bago po tayo magtapos, let me share with you a quote from Pastor Charles R. Swindle. The secret of living a life of excellence is merely a matter of thinking thoughts of excellence. It's a matter of programming our minds with the kind of information that will set us free. Muli po ito si Tatay Eko na nagsasabing, Remember, you can't change the day, but you can change your attitude towards it, so be someone's reason to smile today. This is Today with Tata Eko Season 3.